Jeremy here. Just before we get into the show, wanted to give an update. We have a new tier on our Patreon. That is the Sheikah supporter tier for $5 or more a month. You get a week early access to episodes as well as getting to pick games that you play alongside us. Each month, people in this tier can pick a game that we'll play. We'll stream it on our Discord for everyone else to see. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. We just played the Rogue Hero Ruins of Tassos game, uh, which is this roguelike, Zelda-like game that uh, is very similar to the old Four Swords games. It's very chaotic. It's very, very fun. If you want to join up in that, go to patreon.com slash chat of the wild. If you can't afford that, we do still have the smaller tier. Just a reminder, people that join in that tier, they get ad-free episodes. They also get access to our side quests episodes, where once a month we record an episode just talking about all the other games that we have been playing. You also get to pick the games that we play in between Zelda games, what we call our Gaiden games, as well as getting a shout-out. If that sounds good to you, once again, go to patreon.com slash chat of the wild sign up support us we really appreciate it anyways that's all i have so let's get on with the show hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, Jeremy here. Before we launch into the episode, just wanted to say with the start of this new season, we are also launching our Patreon today over at patreon.com slash chat of the wild for just $1 a month. You get included in voting for our Gaiden games. That's the Zelda-like games that we do in between the main Zelda games. Uh, Also, if we hit some other goals, we will do things like a generic monthly video game episode. That will be exclusive to patrons. Uh, We're also putting some goals in there to review a few other Zelda things, including the manga series and the terrible tv animated series from long long ago Uh, be sure to check out our patreon Uh, we'd really appreciate any support that we get on there but just wanted to let you all know that we have a new thing that we're doing and we do hope you'll check it out enjoy the episode hello everybody welcome to chat of the wild this season, we are playing through The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap, Woo. originally on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, for this season, we've got Brian Hour. Hi. BC Nelson. Hey. And back again, a fan favorite, Jess Taylor. Sup, yo? I'm yeah. your host, Jeremy Harvey, for this season. So... We're playing a new Zelda game. Uh, I will say it feels good to go back to sort of the cliched Zelda format on a game like this because specifically for a podcast. Yeah. Because I can just be like, finish this dungeon. 
and then you're going to finish that dungeon. Right. Yeah. And we can just talk about the, th- the the few things that you can do between here and that dungeon. I would say it feels good to go back to playing finished games, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't had one of those in a while. Uh, really? That's true. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because well, the last Zelda game was Wind Waker, and we kept talking about how unfinished that game was. Also, this is our true, but fifth. I love Wind Waker. It, it's great. I love it too. It's great. It's 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 really charming and fun. It's great. Sakya, Sakya. It just it just. I wish they finished it. Um, yeah, this is our fifth Capcom game on this show. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about the Mega Man games. Yeah, those. Yeah, Capcom we played games, Legends so. One and Two and and uh, Ages and Seasons. So. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into this, uh, it is a, a Zelda game. So we do like to talk about like if we have a history with this game, uh, I I can go last on this because I don't know if I have the most to say about it. But I mean, BC, have you played this game before this? I have not played the Minish Cap. I, I don't think after Four Swords, I took a hiatus from playing Zelda games. Um, so this is... All I knew about the Minish Cap was that you were small. I never played it. I never looked into it. So this is completely new to me. Jess, what about you? Yeah, it's new to me because I never owned a Game Boy Advance. Uh, I owned the mm. Game Boy. Uh, and so, and then I've owned like the DSi, but that obviously came after the Game Boy Advance. So this is definitely the first uh, go around for me for uh Good old Minish Cap. <laughs> Ye old Minish Cap. Ye old. Does that have two P's and an E on it? Uh, sure. Minish Cap. Yeah. So, Brian, what about you? Because, I mean, you, you've played through this, right? This is, we, you've uh, made jokes oh, yeah. about Kinstones. I, I like this game. Uh, I, I think before, it, before we started the show, if you'd asked me, I would have said, this is my favorite 2d zelda game probably i would have said uh if not for uh the link a link between worlds oh yeah i really like that one it's but so uh good. yeah i i love this game uh i it's one of the few i hundred percented uh back in the day i probably beat it like three or four times in in the couple years after it came out um yeah i i don't know i i always really really enjoyed it so we'll we'll see if that holds up mm-hmm uh, there, there's a dungeon in here that I think is really, really fantastic. So, huh. I have a lot of uh, fond memories of this game. Uh, I remember being obsessed with it because I was obsessed with the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading about this game uh, a whole bunch before it came out. I loved the, for whatever reason, I loved the fact that Link didn't have a hat. At the beginning. (laughs) And that was like, I remember seeing that and it being like, Link doesn't wear his green hat. And it was just like, whoa, "Whoa, that's crazy. Oh, he doesn't. broke the mold. Well, it's the same as like in Wind Waker, though. Like he doesn't have his hat at the beginning of Wind Waker. Um, It's it was just for whatever reason, that was the thing that stuck out to me. And the fact that we're going to meet a talking hat. Mm -hmm. uh, It's it's weird that I got so obsessed about his hat. His hat's cool. Got, uh, oh, the hat. He's got a ducky hat. Yeah. It's like a duck platypus. <laughs> or pelican I'm like, I'm duck like, what? platypus. What am I? <laughs> I'm like, it's like he's a great. duck. He's great. He's <laughs> great. Yeah. 
so I'm playing through this on my uh, 3DS via the Ambassador program, which is is good and bad because it's like great that it's on that system and I love that system so much. But it's bad because I don't get like save states or anything that I believe you get in the Wii version. Yeah, you do. Wii U. Oh, okay. Yeah, you get save states. Yeah. So yeah. this game isn't that hard from no. what I remember, so it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But it's so there's fun. just like nothing, no 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 frills on what the 3DS gives me with the Game Boy Advance games. Hmm. Too bad you're an ambassador, man. Too it's bad. Like, that's, that's too bad. Ambassador gets you no uh, privileges up in yeah, here. I, I will. I, <laughs> I will be joining you in the uh, uh, no save states club because I'm playing on my original SP that I probably played it on the first time I played the game awesome. on the same cartridge. So yes, I had, I had uh, my little brother. This has happened a lot. I don't think I, I don't know if I brought this up on the Game Boy zeldas we've played but there's generally a save file for my little brothers on each of them and i usually take a picture of it and send it to them to be like hey look you named yourself asland because narnia movies were a thing at the time <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah and then but these in this game the files are like completed and i was like wow my brothers uh beat them and i was like no i probably just took their started save files and finished them because I like this game a lot. <laughs> so, Jess, you're playing on the Wii U. Yep. Uh, are you playing on the gamepad or are you playing on a TV? TV. Okay. Yeah. I would like either of those, honestly. Yeah. I think, I think even doing it on the gamepad would be all right. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, there was one time where I looked at it on my gamepad just out of curiosity, and it actually looks better on the gamepad than it does on the TV just because it's an older game. Like, my mm -hmm. TV is nice, but um, I don't know. It looks kind of cool on the gamepad. But I, I don't know. I like seeing it on the big screen. But it's so bright. I think you can dim it. You can make it dark or whatever, which I think I need to switch it because it gives me a headache <laughs> after playing it for so long. Not that I play Well, this is, still, this is still another one of those. A, a very common thing with Game Boy Advance games is that they were very bright. Yeah. Because... The original Game Boy didn't have a backlight. Yeah. So yeah. they would always, like, in design, they would make the games really bright so they were easier to see without a backlight. So then when you replay a lot of these games on, you know, whatever means you have, uh, it, it stands out as being like, this is a really bright, colorful game, mm -hmm. even on, like, say, the darker games like the Castlevania series. These perfect pixels are boring into my retinas. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm like, uh, it's hurting my head <laughs> yeah yeah and bc you're playing it illegally uh of course it's, it's the only way uh, only way to fly jeremy yeah i i don't even know where my game boy advance is right now um and last time i tried to play zelda on game boy advance uh i made it like five seconds in before i was like my eyes are burning because uh, i don't have <laughs> I can't find my SP, and so I had to use the original, and my backlight, or my crane light is broken, so it's like, I'm I'm 32 now, I don't have the eyes of a you know, 12-year-old, I can't stare at this non-backlit screen for hours at a time. Well, if you go down to, I mean, I got mine at Toys R Us for like 15 bucks, I'm sure, I'm sure it's still there. Yeah, so... 
for BC's health, he needs to do it this way. It's right. It's what I have to do if I want to be able to see in five years. So uh, yeah. yeah, it looks right. beautiful on my laptop screen, and so no complaints. Are you playing with the on the keyboard, or are you have a controller? I have a little controller. So nice. okay, cool. Yeah. I think I'm the only one that plays on the keyboard, and that's mostly because of laziness. Oh God, that would drive me nuts. <laughs> I've played a lot of Alundra on the keyboard. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why you hated it so much. It was gross. No, no, that is not why I hated it. <laughs> Brian was the biggest apologist of Alundra. Let's not even really. What? Second biggest apo- uh, uh, what? Uh, apologist <laughs> oh, of Alundra. Are, you're like. just saying I hate it more than you do right now. That's all you're saying to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Whatever. I'm sorry your hatred is infinitesimally larger than mine for that awful awful game that's so funny so let's get into it yeah. but lastly what's everybody's name oh, jess. Uh, jess just jess. brian uh it's six letters this time so uh i'm dip shy just one <sighs> okay. just, i just needed one more to be centered on this whole season right but every time i see dip shy uh it just brings a smile on my <laughs> face and uh, just warms the cockles of my heart right? <laughs> BC, I won't be taking you? pictures and, and documenting it. It's not that perfect, but they're they're pretty funny. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of MF Doom recently. So I went with nice. uh, Mad Villain. I had to take some vowels out to make it work, but I still like <laughs> yeah. it. I know what it is. Mad Villain. Like a license plate? Yeah. 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 Uh, for mine, I did Link, but I did an accent over the I, so he's a Spanish version, so it's pronounced Link. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is there no Q in there somewhere? No. I looked it up and the pronunciation, <laughs> it's, it's not Link, it's Link. He, he's the same as normal Link. Link. He just really loves ham. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I think it's so funny when they say my name because he's a boy and, you know, I'm a girl. <laughs> and so, but there are boy Jesses out there. And so, yeah, it's sort for Jessery. Yeah, Jessery. Right. <laughs> I thought it was short Jessica. for Jess Anthony, but I could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I have been fighting with you know connecting my stupid Wii U to my Wi-Fi for like too long, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I gotta play this game. I'm like, Jess, Jess, that's what you get. <laughs> All right, so jumping into this game, we started up. Uh, I just gotta say, we get that beautiful Game Boy Advance jingle at the beginning of the game. Uh, just cannot ignore that. Uh-uh. Every um, time. Gets me every time. But yeah, we get going, and we get an opening very similar to, um, well, I guess it's not, it's not really similar to Wind Waker. It just has that stained glass thing that reminded me of the uh, where the Master Sword was in Wind Waker, I guess. Uh, is, this, is this stained glass thing similar to anything else in the past? I don't think it is. Uh no no isn't there yeah, like stained glass that. isn't there stained glass in Breath of the Wild probably but up before this oh, Breath point. of the Wild just started off Breath of the Wild and yeah. then just made you go um no so yeah, we no, get well, like I mean, sort of Capcom last time took a lot of elements from the 264 games when they made the Oracle games so them taking stuff from Wind Waker makes total sense like at least imagery and and you know thematic the way characters are drawn definitely right yeah and this is so the the story that we get in here is basically very similar to previous zelda stories they talk about there was a war in the past a hero showed up stopped it the end 
you know, fast forward to where we are now. Mm -hmm. uh, but this one really feels like its own thing. Like I don't even feel I don't really feel like this fits anywhere on the timeline. It fits. It, it feels different. Um, I think they put it really, really early in the timeline because they didn't know what to do with it, and so hey, it's before everything. So uh, yeah, I believe right. this blends in with the because because of our villain, it goes with the four swords timeline whatever uh, that is no yeah, i'm pretty uh, sure it comes after i don't see look i don't care i don't why are but, we still talking know, about the timeline it's a real thing like it is i'm pretty just sure they put dream. it i'm pretty sure they put it directly after skyward sword uh, uh maybe yeah. who knows who cares it does, it's, right? it's sitting there for some reason the timeline has always been messed up and we all know this so there there, so, there is no timeline it's an illusion no. This is the first game that starts off where I believe, except for Zelda 2, no, not even Zelda 2, but Zelda is like the first thing that we see in this game. I know, I was yeah. so happy. Yeah. Uh, she's just she's so taking cute. a stroll, going to visit one of her friends, which happens to be us, uh, stops by and sees our grandpa, Master Smith. Yeah. Very convenient. Yeah. I didn't name realize for his he was job. our. Yeah, sorry. I didn't realize he was uh, our grandpa until later. Uh, I looked it up because they do say that uh, we'll, we'll hear that in this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did look it up because I was like, wait, what relation does he have? And yeah, so th that, that's our grandpa. Mm -hmm. um, and we are doing the normal thing that we do uh, at the beginning of a Zelda <laughs> game. We're sleeping. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, we go and wake up, go talk down to go, go downstairs, talk to Zelda. And she's talking about how uh, we're running late for the, the Pecori festival. She yeah, wants we us need to, to go with her. Yeah, we're going to be her date. Yeah, we um, are. We get into there, and I, I mean, I guess I'll just say it. Like, I definitely had Chrono Trigger vibes when we get into this. Heavy Chrono Trigger um, vibes. And I, What, you mean in the town? Yeah, well, when we're when we're with Zelda at the festival. Oh, yeah, Because okay. it's the same kind of thing. In Chrono Trigger, we're with uh, whatever her name is. And she wants to see all the games. Oh, okay. The same kind of thing was okay. all here. I was getting a uh, hella uh, Golden Sun flashbacks because we're in a town with the festival. The music kind of sounded similar, and everyone's talking about uh, strange warriors winning a, a tournament of champions. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like Colosso to me. This... This entire beginning section just made me wish we got a Zelda game where Tetra was the main character? Yes. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of Tetra in the dialogue that they give Zelda in this yeah. and the way she acts. I was just and like... we won't get that for very long, so... <laughs> yeah. That's I... uh, another reason. Another way it's like Tetra. Yeah. I was Sorry, just... BC. No, you're good. I was, I was just thinking the entire time. I was like, I don't know anything about Minish Cap. What if Link gets, like, kidnapped and you just have to be Zelda the whole game? That would be tight. That would be. I yeah, I think we would have been talking about it a lot more beforehand if that were the case. Because <laughs> when when we we'll get through this whole thing, it's a Zelda Zelda game. Like it's not really like it doesn't really break the mold too much. Mm. Mm. No. Even even with its own little twist, it still doesn't really do a whole lot of its own. I think they're just trying to make the two D style better or refine it more or something. But yeah, they yeah. don't really take too many chances with that aspect of the Zelda game. One of the other things that we have to do here is we're supposed to deliver a special sword 
for this day, giving yes. it to the king. To um, the to the winner of the tournament championship. Yes. To the primetime uh, champion. And so we get all the way up there, and then they start the ceremony. Uh, well, I guess we, we go through. Zelda looks at all these things. We do talk to a little merchant that they offer us three different things. Uh, a heart-shaped stone, a special jewel, and a wooden shield. Well, she, she won it in a game of chance. She won the game yes. or something. Yeah, she did. But she, she got to pick a reward, and she wanted to pick the shield for us. I thought it was weird that, like, they know that that's currency. The 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 gym <laughs> is currency. Like girls like, like gems. This is here. It, this is for you. And it's like that's a rupee. We know what rupees are here in this world, right? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was weird that she's the princess of this, well, I guess town or entire kingdom, and she's offering her jewels. The princess has jewels. What's the princess going to do with more jewels? <laughs> yeah. She's got, she's got them on her forehead. They're like why but they're but they're really more concerned with like why would a girl want a shield? Well, and they kept right. on like pushing the stupid heart and the jewel Look. and stuff like, "Oh, you're just some superficial girl. You don't want a wooden shield." And I'm like, "Bleepity bleep you." Like <laughs> That is a very rude thing that a girl would not say. But yeah, I was like and he kept on pushing it. I'm like, are you like some scam artist? Like, what is your deal? Are you really a bad guy and you don't want her to defend herself? Is that what it is? It did it's come probably... across as like the shield was the most expensive thing. And she was yes. like, hey, yes. you don't want this. Like, no. Right, right, right. You're a scam yeah, no. artist. A little crook. Right. <laughs> but we get the shield. He gives it to us. Uh, you know, we then are like, oh, we got to hurry up. Go go deliver the sword. We go up ahead, and there is a a um, merchant scrub, yeah, hiding out there that we have to use the shield on to bounce back. And he talks about how like he was so sorry because he just wanted to sell his wares, but when he talks, he accidentally spits those nuts out at people, and it hurts them. It's like he like has like a like a dribble like at the side. Right. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, but, but it's there are actual so projectiles. many phallic yeah. references in this game. I'm just saying it. Carry on. I mean, you might be the only one seeing it right now. Uh, I'm going to say like, that not. absolutely she is not. Um, <laughs> by no means. The reference to what? Carry on, like, family-friendly podcast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, sorry. I, I missed what she said, so. So we go up there, uh, and then we see the the end of the ceremony is happening in terms of like declaring the winner for the the sword tournament, and we have a mysterious character that comes up, and they are their reward is to uh, what is it? Touch the Pakori blade that's mm -hmm. like lodged within within this chest. It was left with us like a hundred years ago or something. Yeah, a hundred. <laughs> like, well, uh, it was before that, but the Picori show up like every hundred years. So like they may oh, okay. show up like, you know, at the festival cause it had been a hundred years, but okay, they so, had gotten the blade well before that. So, so, okay. So that's all right. I thought we were just operating on 100 year timeline for all these events. So that's what, that's the easiest fast forward is a okay. hundred years in this yeah. game. Uh, yeah, this no, this so, uh, this body guy, he seems pretty nice. We don't know his name yet. <laughs> uh, oh, well, well, this this this, uh, this yeah this mysterious stranger. He seems like a nice guy. He can, he laughed when he showed up. You know, he's upbeat. You know, he's like, hey, things are going great right now. His laugh is creepy. 
Uh, he's, no, he's, he's got a sense of humor. It was a nice. He's no. just laughing. No, no, it's crazy. So they show up and they use some kind of power to break open this chest in a way that it was not supposed to happen. Uh, and what what did end up happening is a bunch of spirits come flying out, and it's just like crazy and they don't know what's going on yeah um there's like an earthquake and all this stuff is happening but then the character is just sort of like our mysterious character says oh that's it they look in the chest afterward and are like where's where's the thing where's the magic thing that i wanted mm-hmm. and they were like oh well whatever yeah okay I have time. like like i gotta no i have to full stop here like what the crap like he he breaks the sword, he he releases monsters everywhere. Like he reveals that Zelda's bloodline carries some mystic aura, and then he turns her to stone. He also yeah. downplays that she's a girl. He's like, oh, I see that the mystical power, you know, like this, you know, ancient power belongs to a girl. And I'm like, well, no, what's he with says all that, of the he says bad? It belongs to every woman in the bloodline. Yeah, uh, the women in her. Yeah, right. Oh, I didn't catch that. So, yeah, I thought only that he the was women like, have it. It was left so to it's, a woman. And I'm so like, it's actually female empowerment, Jess. <laughs> yeah. Ha! <laughs> huh. I was taking it as like first she's not allowed to have a shield. She's try- like, and now he's like, oh, the power is Whoa. like left to you, Zelda. Ha! <laughs> ha! But, but he does all of this for nothing. Like he gets nothing from this. He only loses anything. Like all he does is lose things from this. Like he reveals who he is, that like he exists, that he has powers, that he's clearly like you know chaotic, evil alignment. Like that he's a guy to be looked out for, for nothing, like nothing at all. He's just like, oh well, you know, no big deal. All I know, everyone knows about me now. The entire kingdom's gonna be looking for me. No big deal. It doesn't matter that people know about him. He just wasted like six of the Imperial Guards. I don't think he's really yeah, worried. Yeah. But just <laughs> right. for nothing. Like got he got absolutely nothing out of it. I just it just I was like, come on, man. He misread the ancient texts. <sighs> uh, he was just so, so nonplussed yeah. about it. <laughs> so Zelda's turned to stone. And yeah. we go and talk to the king. And the king is just sort of like, all right, we got to get everyone together. We got to talk about this. What is going on? And they they move her. <laughs> they pick her yeah, up and someone, move her. Someone had to go and carry her. Yeah, because we get knocked out. Be very gentle to not like chip any pieces off. Right. It's like you know. Because I, mean, I get it. You know, there's you get those RPGs when your party members become petrified and like. I mean, if the game is gonna let me hang on to them until I can, you know, heal them, then that's cool. I'll do that. Yeah, Uh, but the king says that the only way we're going to be able to stop this is by recreating the ancient Picori blade. That is the the magical blade to stop all evil. Yeah, and we have to we have to use this to break the curse on everything that's going on. But they're reminded that the only people that can see the Picori are children, and it just so happens there's a child here in the room. So let's send him after it. See, you worded that a lot better than they did. I believe they said that uh, it has to be a child because the Bakori only expose themselves to, to children. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was reveal, but equally creepy. I, th- I thought he said expose. I thought it was reveal. Uh, I was like, come on, Bill. Like, Phil Trennan dropping the ball here. I don't know. I didn't. I did not notice that. 
Yeah. I was like, that, that's a good thing? Mm. Right. And then the grandpa was just like, or whatever, you know, was just like, oh, yeah, well, I'll just offer a blink. You know, sure. I'll just send you, my child out into the world. I mean, <laughs> it'll be faster this way. You're right here. Right. Because <laughs> apparently... I've been looking for an excuse. He's proven himself beforehand, I guess. I don't know. Like, But, Grandpa, I've never actually held a sword. I've never even actually helped you make a sword. Right. I've been asleep. Right. <laughs> just snoozing. I just roll around. Do you really think I'm ready? I guess he was he was busy the night before doing helping his grandpa with something. I can't remember what it was, and that's why he, he was, was sweeping. In. He was cleaning. You know, he's oh. doing inventory or something. <laughs> you know? He does the dusting, apprentice work. Dusting the ash off of everything. Yeah, yes. he's not, he's, he hasn't been there long enough to even, like, touch the tools yet. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, Young grasshopper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they give us exactly. the sword. Uh, we, we are given the, the, the smith's sword. So we're told that we need to go to the Minish Woods. And so we're going to go on an adventure. But first, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. On Apocrypals, we talk about the parts of the Bible that a lot of people skip over. Like the wizard battles. The angel jacuzzis. A goat full of sins. 500 drunk elephants. And a man named Porky Party. And yes, that's all really in there. All this and more on Apocrypals every other week on the Greenlit Podcast Network. We're the Spirit Hunters, and we're a show that treats Hunter Hunter and Yu Hakusho's author as the center of the universe. Some weeks we do linguistic analysis, so the Chinese meaning of this character is to smelt or refine, but so the changed meaning in Japanese it means to temper. Other times we get absolutely smashed. So we take one shot every time. Yusuke uses the ray gun. One hour later. This is the least coherent episode. Sarah, you're. I think your apartment is you can find out more about the Spirit Hunters right here on the Greenlit Podcast Network. So, now we actually begin our adventure. Uh, there isn't really anything for us to do other than to go straight to the Minish Woods. Or roundabout to the Minish Woods, because we can't go straight there. Yeah. Right. The town got wrecked by the events. Um, there are the, there's Muto and his carpenter, uh, workers are down there, like trying to build stuff back up. You can go talk to them if you want. They don't really say anything other than, oh, oh stuff is really a mess out there. Right. And so you have to take a roundabout way and you got to cut down some saplings now that you have your sword so you can get through doing a path. Um, the yeah, construction, they... sorry, the construction no, no. worker made me mad because he was like, Oh, what's a little child doing out here next to the construction work? It's dangerous. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm like, they've sent me on a dangerous quest to put back the Picori blade. And like, and you're just standing here monitoring your workers and you say, oh, it's dangerous for a construction zone. I'm like, dude, dude, Link's I'm like, about to go like save Link. the world. To be fair, there's a difference between defeating an ancient evil and handling power tools. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like Link, you know, Link's response to that is like, "Yeah, that's what I tried to tell those adults back there," but they're like, "No, you're ready to go out in the world and kill monsters." Now. So, I don't know, man. I mean, honestly, I think sending like 
a one-man operation or one-child operation is better than rounding up all the children in Hyrule and just sending them out to the monster-filled forest. (laughs) (laughs) Frolic, little children, frolic! (laughs) But can we get, like, an escort of these uh, Hyrule soldiers that are everywhere and they all know what we're up to but then the, so they all they're they're all clued in they they know the plan they talk they talk to us about it but then the mystical people won't expose themselves so well they can they <laughs> well they can stay a little ways back and and while they while the exposing happens and then you know when we need we're not help. T- we're not t- we're not keep doing this no. all right all right cut that out <laughs> sorry but well, the uh i i did want to say that we do get the the world map here and i open it's it tiny. up yeah, like the castle and the it grounds really outside tiny. of it just take up so much space. Right, right. And then the town and then your house. Like, it's all one straight line. And that right. is the north to south, uh, like, edges of the map. As soon as I'm I like, thought, I was like, this game's going to take 15 minutes. I know, that's <laughs> what I thought, too. I'm like, okay, well, do, do we just need to wrap it up all in one fail swoop? Okay, done. <laughs> it's not entirely long, no. Yeah. No. But it, you, there, there's a lot more to do. Yes. There, there's a lot more hidden around in this than there has been in any other game. Uh, so w- there, there's a lot to explore, a lot of things to do, even on this small map. Yeah. Which which gets even smaller. Ha-ha. <laughs> or does it get, get bigger? Because we get tiny. Does it get bigger? It gets bigger. N- no, it this it stays the same size. Oh, okay. Hmm. But <laughs> Okay, anyways. Uh, we're at the Minish Woods. We get some cool uh, god rays and some fog coming through here, which I thought were some neat touches to put in that that uh, they didn't necessarily need to do. But mm. was, I just thought it was cool. Yeah, I thought um, it was going to be the Lost Woods again. And I would have to like find my way around as soon as I saw the fog. I'm like, oh, no, I shouldn't go that way because I'm going to get oh, lost. Yeah. It's literally what I that. thought. Mm-hmm. And stuff, and so obviously I eventually went into the fog, but uh, but yeah, at first I was like, oh, is this gonna be like the Lost Woods? Is see, I was I was like I was thinking about um, there was these little puddles and streams every like kind of scattered around. I was like, oh, cool, that's fun and atmospheric, and no, that serves a purpose later. Yep, (laughs) that Mm -hmm. will upset me. Yep. (laughs) Uh, so we go around here. Uh, it, it just sort of wraps around kind of straightforward. There's a couple choose to fight. Uh, there's also, um, oh yeah, I guess before that we did come across some other new enemy that is like these weird yellow bird creatures. Yeah. They're like stack on top of each other. Yeah. Oh, they're like little Monty moles. Yeah. Yeah. The little mole guys. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, if you, if you hit, if you hit him, his, he will pop out of the, do you, it will pop out of the ground and uh, like just one guy, and then after that there'll be like five that'll shoot out of the ground. But if mm-hmm. you hit them, if you hit them before the five shoot out, you only have to take out one. Yeah. But if you right. need resources, you wait for all five to get out, and then you can kill five, and then you get five yeah. minutes worth of dead resources. Yeah. So we go, and it's it's a straightforward sort of wrap around that we can go through. At some point, we get stopped. And we hear the the sound of someone saying "Help, help!" And then it cuts over to this weird green blob um, being attacked by Octorox. And uh, what you know, we, we ideally you'd go and help them. I kept going and grabbed the heart piece. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Why? Well, I, I thought I I thought it 
was forward. I didn't recognize where he was or where this no, this blob was. Right. So we went past going. where he is, and then you have to turn back around to go and find yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, I um, forgot about that. Yeah. But we go up. We got to fight off the couple Octoroks for him. And then he introduces himself. Uh, his name is Ezlo. And How do we he's... all pronounce his name? I don't know. Is there is there is there a lot of ways to pronounce no, that? Yeah. It sound no, weird no. to I'm me. Just, just the running gag of of yeah pronouncing all the things. No, Ezlo, <laughs> Easy Leo. Um, but I don't necessarily know what Ezlo is. Yeah, I forget if they ever like tell you if like he he was, says he's been cursed. Yeah, by presumably by body maybe and yes turned into uh, a hat creature i guess we didn't say that that yeah the king did say that that guy before his name is vati yeah yeah and that we need to stop them and Ezlo was also cursed by vati yeah was he so yep yes oh hmm. so enemy of my enemy that's right that's uh, yeah yeah he's basically just like he, he pops on our head like a brain slug and is just like hey we're teammates now because we both hate the same guy. It's funny because he just tries to follow you at first. <laughs> yeah. And you yes. only take like two steps and he's like, slow down. And then you do it again. He's like, I said, slow down. And then he's like, screw this. Jumps on top of our head. Does not ask right. permission. No. Which I think uh, is just weird that he goes from looking like a bird or some sort of avian creature to yeah. just looking like a hat. <laughs> like Oh, it's strange. Like, I don't understand it. I don't get it either. It's all in the neck. I I'd like to look at the artwork behind it just to kind of get an idea, like a if unpixelated I, artwork. Uh, if if I still had like my first uh my first laptop that I got out of high school, uh, you could have looked at all of my desktop backgrounds from this game. There's a lot of them. Yeah. No. Well, so the art design with Ezlo is just straight up. They wanted to make Link's hat talk. That's that's where they started. Right, oh. and then they were like, "Okay, well, then he meets the character, but it's not again. He's not a thing. He's literally just Link's hat. What with a bird's face at the top of it? Yeah. But then why does he have a name then if he's Link's hat? What? I mean, because that's who he was before he got cursed. But oh. he was turned into a thing that conveniently looked like the hat oh. that right. the ancient hero. Yeah, but oh. the planning doc had the words hat." and talking on it and and then it never really went anywhere from there <laughs> right i feel like they could have which is just had a talking hat and then not made it look like a bird yeah maybe i'm like <laughs> they could have done the mario odyssey thing just put some eyes on it it took them all yeah. these years to get that tech of just putting eyes on a hat if only we had but, known i mean like I'm not really I was never really drawn to Cappy as like like in his like Cappy form like Ezlo I just I like him he his form is like or whatever they the way they make him look they somehow pull off making him look comical So now sure. I I'm now I'm curious And, I, and I'm immediately like I like that guy I I'm curious though now like since I know that he's like a he was a thing before he turned into a hat like when the curse is done, is he going to turn into some like duck? We'll we'll see. <laughs> Was he a magic we'll duck to begin with? <laughs> he just turns into a larger hat. 
He was a 10-gallon <laughs> hat before. He turns into the sorting <laughs> hat. <laughs> yeah. So now that we have him on there, uh, we, we walk forward a little bit and we come across a, a tree stump that Ezlo's just like, hey, by the way, I got magic too. Uh, yeah, go jump this on thing. this stump magic. and I can do a magic spell and make you small. And it's like, okay. <laughs> it makes it's, sense because he knows a wizard. He knows who Vadi is. So like, He knows the lore of the world. Yes. Yeah, he seems um, to be. He probably, Vadi maybe was just jealous of his wizardness and was like, I'm going to take you down, knock you down a peg. He's going to end up defeating Vadi. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, with our help. I mean, it, uh, gonna, no, it's going to be settled over a game of chess. With <laughs> So we, we are introduced to these tree stumps being a magic portal into the other thing. Very similar to the Oracle of Seasons, uh, the, the game that this team worked on before this. This is the other Capcom team that yeah. did it. So it's, it's funny that they kept the tree stumps sort of thing. I like uh, that animation too. Of, I love it Ezla. so much. Where you you bounce, you, you, well, I I love the whole thing. Yeah, he does like this squawking thing around you that makes these runes appear, and they shrink you down, and then you bounce on these little mushrooms inside of it, and it does that. That we're, we're going to see a lot of the uh, what do they call the mode seven sort of style sort of yeah, okay. visuals. Yeah, um, and it, I, I believe that was a similar thing with the shrinking on this. Uh, I believe that used like the same. I mean, seven. maybe they could just they could use that on a single sprite instead of the entire screen. With... I think it. Uh, I don't know. I remember the the Game Boy Advance uh, uses layering, and the Mode Seven is part of that on how it uses layering to create f- faux three D. Mm. So when he's shrinking and bouncing, I think it was like a similar style okay. of rendering, huh. rather than it just being a forced shrink the the sprite down kind of thing i don't know i i i I don't really know the technical stuff i'm (laughs) a filthy we're definitely i'm a filthy definitely gonna see some mode seven later on i'm I'm a filthy press monkey critic so (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) i think it's so so now oh absolutely uh now we get to wander around as a very tiny little speck with a little quote bubble above our head reminding us <laughs> this <great>. is link <laughs> and when right. you roll the the little quote bubble of link's head also rolls mm-hmm. it's so uh, oh yeah we didn't we didn't talk about the sound on this mm-hmm. uh where they straight up just took a lot of the wind waker sounds and put it in here was as it well. was the it King wind waker said... was did they pull the 64 sounds for the rolling i couldn't remember <sighs> i, I want to say it's wind waker they sounded because uh, i was waiting for that hot mm. Right, and I don't feel like totally that one wasn't like... in there, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll have to find some comparison on the the actual roll sound. But the um, art style, though, art style same as Wind Waker too. Yeah, um, yeah. They kept a lot of that there. Not not quite as far as they go with the DS games later on, but definitely have some influence there, especially with uh, Zelda's design. Uh, if you look at the the concept art of Zelda and Minish Cap and put it by the Later Zelda in Wind Waker, uh, very similar styles. Uh, also, music we didn't really talk about that. Oh, music yeah. in here is it's fantastic. So cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, really love, I can't tell if it's uh, just my like affinity and love for 
Game Boy Advance music, or if it's the my love for this game's music that you know wh where that where one stops and the other one begins, like the, mm -hmm. it's just a that line is a blur. Yeah. It's just nostalgia. Name a Zelda game that has bad music, you well, know? like Name a game it, on the show that we've done that has bad music. We, we've liked pretty much everything. Fair. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> Even Alundra. Even yeah. Alundra still had good music. That's the one good thing about it. <laughs> it was a saving grace. Yes. But the, well, uh, I like, so the, go... Minish, I like the, the Minish Woods music in particular. It's so happy and, like kind of joyful on the and the little village that we go to it's just so it's just joyful it made me smile i was gonna say that i don't know if anybody noticed it but i'm pretty sure when the king shows up the first time he says hey does he, he does yes oh he does. okay uh that is another one of the that is one of the wind waker things that definitely stuck out to me yes. we, do, we do get we do get a hey in this Right. Um, yeah, can't forget those. Cannot. Yeah, thank you, BC, for bringing that up. It's very important for our show <laughs> that means we get to, to call out any hey that we hear. <laughs> Continuity is key. Yes. Uh, so now that we are tiny, uh, we have to be very wary of those tiny little puddles that we came across because now they are the equivalent of bottomless swamps. Yes. And <laughs> we have to travel in between tiny little logs going through the little holes in there. And floating on little lily pads yeah, little that go around in circles. I know, they're yes. so cute. Uh, when we finally make it into the town there, we do have the entranceway, which I, I just I still love. The visual style of it is so good where you have these like giant acorns that you can like literally roll under the twig that's connected to them. Yeah. Like just gives you this great sense of scale. Like they're they're, that, they're aping uh, you know previous Zelda like iconography with in this, but they're doing, yeah, the, the, with the, 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 the scale that they're giving you. I really like that. that um, they went, where, you know, yeah. I, I like how they sell it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, me too. Yes. I loved it. But yeah, you know, it does give off cool a little bit it. of the, if they had woodland creatures running away, it would have been like, oh, I'm in, you know, Lost Woods and A Link to the Past or something like mm -hmm. they, they're kind of pulling from previous stuff. Little, little mites. Yeah. Would have to run yeah. Away. I mean, like what, what are you going to shrunken down bunnies and squirrels? Yeah. What are you, what are you going to do right. in, in Minish World? Uh, so we get into the Picori village, and uh, none of them speak the same language as us. So they all show up. They're looking at us, and they're just like, Picori, Picori, whatever. Rico, their, Rico. their language. Picorico. Exactly like that. <laughs> yep. We eventually wander around enough that we come across a, a, a guy named Fistari who speaks the 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 common yeah. i guess you could say he's not the elder um, he's the human human, human language they call it human no, he, yeah yeah he's they not... do call it human yeah they call it human but we're not humans we're elves like what i know <laughs> but they call it human they're like oh it's been so long since we've seen a human and yada yada they do say human i, I do. don't blame them i blame bill trennan yeah I was going to say the exact same thing, Brian. There we go. Uh, Fistari when tells us that in order to talk to everyone, we have to go and find the Jabber Nut, which is located yeah. in the Barrel House. Jabberwocky. Sorry. <laughs> also an incomprehensible thing. Yeah. Uh, we go and wander into this little garden that's inside of this barrel. We get the Jabber Nut. Um, and for whatever reason, Ezlo says, like, 
there it is. You got to eat it. And it's like, <laughs> okay, thanks. And then you do it. And it's just like, there, I ate it. I don't know why Ezel had to jump in and say something. Right. Right. That's why he's here to, to hold our hand. It's obnoxious. I'm like, shut up. Clearly, I know that I need to eat the nut. So Less like, is more, Ezlo. Less is I'm more. Gonna, <laughs> and I'm like, and and they did. They made it so easy. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna walk about and walk to the next. We're building still in the tutorial phase. Yeah. And, and eat the nut. <laughs> well, I mean, there was someone guarding the the barrel that we find the nut in until we talk to the right people. Right. Yes. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with Jess, though. I still think it's too easy. I wish they had done more with the idea of, you know, you're trying to interact with these people that you can't understand. And then right. maybe after the first dungeon, you get the ability to talk to them and then things are explained. Yeah, that right. that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Well, even after we learn their language, they don't say anything useful to us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not yet. We there there will be things that you can yeah, you can talk are. to them about later. But yeah. yeah. There'll be reasons to come back here ten times to find things that you may have <laughs> the one thing you may have missed. Right. Yeah. There is another there's another heart piece over here too. Oh. I don't know if you guys picked that one up in yeah. this town. Yeah, well I was able there's to get a, a, an entire heart container out of this episode. Oh out of heart I missed same. that one. I I I have three and I was mm. wondering where the fourth one was. Ugh. Go back to the town, wander around a little bit, you'll find okay. it. Okay. Uh and after we can talk to him, we go to the elder, and he explains to us that, okay, I, I don't know how to make a sword, but if you collect all these elements, then we can actually work with the the actual, like, Picori blacksmiths to reinvigorate the sword and make it so that it has all its magical mm-hmm. abilities back. And, 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 and they and just... As luck would have it, there's one right outside my, you know, side window here, so... <laughs> yeah, and they just pop up on the map, and, like, here's... Four items that you're going to have to go after mm-hmm. now. And, yeah, every time they bring up that map and they're like, let me put it on there. I'm like, man, this map is tiny. Yeah, it is. I've already filled in. I've already filled in a third of it. Right. They find what, if I remember correctly, they find ways to make it bigger. But, it, oh, no, it they, they very, do. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, sometimes we have to, like, really get really down and into the, the minutia yeah. of the towns in order to see what it all has there. Well, I, I wasn't even saying it that way too right yes the minutia of the minish (laughs) minutia cap yeah they do call themselves the minish they don't call themselves the picori right just a little fun fact i think we we call i believe it's interchangeable well yeah yeah, but we call it picori because of something oh i can't now i can't remember you're right but uh they're like for some reason you still call our the place we live in the minish woods but you call us picori we don't know why but you know we're cool with it right yeah so we go back to the um we go back to fastari we say okay we need to go and get that element thing and he's like oh okay yeah it's right behind me go ahead we got our ancient temple back there and go into there when we are in the deep wood shrine now yeah um this is you know still a tutorial dungeon very simple mm-hmm. i would point out like one of the things they do that i think we haven't really seen is they kind of put a focus on you moving blocks but you have to sort of pull it behind you over a switch rather than just pushing it on a switch because mm-hmm. if you just push them around you won't necessarily be yeah. able to access the thing that you need. Yeah. Or pulling it 
over a switch, then past that switch, and then pushing another one onto that switch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We didn't really... This is like the first time we've seen... It, it's almost kind of a twist on the the standard Zelda puzzle of move the block in a specific way. You know, there's that 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 three or five set block pattern that you see in any Zelda game now, and you immediately know push which that, movements that. you need to do to get through it. Yeah, and they kind they don't necessarily like turn it on its head, but they kind of twist it a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have a giant barrel at the in the middle of this, which I did. I liked the environmental effect of it where you had to burn the vines that were holding it on the sides yeah. in order to loosen it. Oh, is that mm -hmm. what we so were that... doing? I just, I just figured out that yeah. you had to like, uh, I didn't realize start a fire. Vines. Yeah. 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 There were these vines on there. And with that, you were able to go inside of the barrel and run on the inside and it would rotate. And I believe that was some mode seven visual effects. Something that did look there. very I, um, super Nintendo mode seven. Dude, exactly. I, I'm sure exactly. by the year 2000 they were up to like at least mode nine. Hmm. <laughs> so, number nine. Um, I, number I like nine? this this barrel and at least this part of the dungeon because <clears throat> it's not quite open ended, but there are like a few different things you need in a few different directions to get to like to progress to the next part, and they kind of just leave it to you to go find all of them mm -hmm. and. There's even a part where Ezlo pops in and says, "Hey, we can't do anything else down here. Can yeah. you turn back?" Which, right. which I was like, you know, at that point I was just starting to have that thought that, like, hey, you know, they just kind of let me figure it out. This is really great. And then he pops up, and I was actually like heading back upstairs because, like, I think mm -hmm. I, I think I'm done down here. And he's like, "Dude, you're done down here." And I'm like, "Ah, less oh. is more, Ezlo." I don't less remember him ever saying that for me. But maybe I just if you didn't do it yet, yeah, you may have not gone down to the area where it was first. Like if you go downstairs to like the basement floor, you have the ability to go down there and push a block. Mm -hmm. If you do that before you get the special item in this dungeon uh, and you hang down there like an extra, I don't know, 15 seconds longer than uh, you normally would. Or if you look up and says, yeah. sorry, I was there. Yeah. Or if you look down to text the group or make a note in your phone or something and then pop back up. <laughs> Which is also, probably what you, I was doing. You can hit select, I think, at any time and get a hint from Ezlo. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same hint, oh, the entire dungeon. But Yeah. Because I hit that um, a lot thinking it would bring the map up, and then I had to scroll same. through some Ezlo dialogue, and I was like, less is more, Ezlo. Less is more. So in this dungeon, we have these little red bouncy guys that are fine. We then have also these mushroom guys that are not fine, <laughs> that are very annoying. Um, because they, they shoot out spores that slow you down, and you can't damage them with your sword normally. Right. You have to do something else beforehand that we can't do for a little you bit. You can hit them yeah. with the yeah. pot. Yeah, you can, you can them hit the them with the pot. And you it can? Stuns, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Yeah, and oh, it stuns right. them. Oh, so, oh that's uh, good. It's uh, actually, no, it kills them. It does kill them. It but, does? Yeah, yep. but it, it bring, they do come back. Some of them come back. Some of okay. them didn't come back after I killed them with the pot. And then some of them did come back, like these in four annoying ones, over and over and the over The ones that again. jump like, out of the ground? Yes! Yeah, those are annoying. I'm like, shut yeah. up! Yeah, in the Oracle games, uh, throwing the jars had this like awful arc to it, mm -hmm. um, and which was a shame because in uh, A Link to the Past, my favorite weapon are jars. 
Um, they kill most things in most yeah. rooms and right. just, yeah, don't have to get anywhere near anything. So hopefully I can continue that through this. So uh, there's a lot of things in here that just sort of slow us down and stop us, like the spores on the ground and spider webs on the wall. Yeah. So I had uh, forgotten what item we were getting in this. Yeah, that's usually my thought is when we get into a dungeon is try to figure out what the item is before we get it if i don't remember so i was thinking torch i yeah i was like are we what are we getting here um i mean just disappeared uh-oh what i'm still here okay oh your your video feed went away yeah okay. i know but That's yeah fine. i was thinking torch until i remembered we only have three or four dungeons so i was like no it's not that it's got to be something else and that i you know remembered later but yeah yeah so after we oh. fight a little worm boss thing that you basically you gotta hit its hit its nose and then hit its butt mm -hmm. in order to do damage to it, we get the gust jar. Yay! Uh, which is a brand new item. Uh, right away, I'm immediately like, "All right, this is gonna be a good Zelda game." The first item that we get is a completely new one. Yeah. And just just fantastic. what does the what does the gust jar do? Um, it sucks it in and spits it out. <laughs> yes, it does. I'm like, it's Kirby in the version yeah. of a jar. <laughs> I do remember being, uh, I, I guess whenever this game came out, I was probably in high school and just being like, okay, I get a, a weird jar as a Zelda item. I, I was hoping for something cooler. And by the end of the dungeon, I was like, this thing's pretty sweet. Yeah, it does yes. a lot of stuff. As yeah. someone who's never played this game but has played later Smash Bros, I now know where that annoying gust jar comes from. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot oh, about that's that. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, well, well so there's a version a... of this that shows up in Twilight Princess later. I played like that, really? That's the one that it's referencing in Smash Bros. I played like okay, the first yeah. 30 minutes of Twilight Princess. And so. Where is it at in Twilight Princess? That gust, that gust jar is in twilight princess or is it in skyward sword it's oh wait no it might be skyward sword yeah it's been so long since i played either one of them like <laughs> back to minish cap uh now that we have this gush jar here uh we can suck up those pesky um spores spider webs and the spores spores Yes, and spores, the spores uh, were apparently hiding a bunch of switches for a bunch of treasure chests. Yep. Oh, so many! I like I, I just like, like did all of the like sucked in whatever, <laughs> sucked in all of the dirt. I it looked like dirt to me. Is it's what fun. It it's fun to do too. It, yeah. I, I'll, I'll say I like it. Just make it clean again. Yeah, it's a cool environmental interaction and in the the animation on the mushrooms as they're like getting sucked into the gush jar is pretty cool mm -hmm. yeah one of the other uh ways of getting around in here are these mushrooms that you you pull on in a cartoon fashion and you stretch them out as far as they can and then when you stop moving it just yanks link back and like launches him yeah uh so you yeah. have that that you can also use the <laughs> gush jar to pull the mushroom enemies you can do that, and like, yeah, the top of their heads like flap around, and you pull the color out of them yeah. in order to know that you can actually damage them. Which is like, it's that's harsh, they're, man. They're scared, man. They, they they've gone pale <laughs> with fear. Yeah. So like, this is I, where it ends. So so with the little um, mushroom guys that you know, like 
have their little, you know, spores or whatever. Um, when they are, when they, like, when you stun them with the, with the jar, they kind of, like, open up, like, the demigorgon from, from Stranger yeah. Things. I literally oh, thought, I'm like, it's a bunch of demigorgons! <laughs> okay, I, I, I didn't catch that before, but I could totally see that. Right? I was like, yeah. demigorgon, demigorgon! <laughs> we also get the, uh, obligatory lily pad uh sequence in this right uh another thing i just wanted to bring up too uh one of the items that we can get in here are mysterious shells mm -hmm. yes oh yeah so yeah that's from link's awakening yeah I so we have those back here vaguely remember what those are for i, be I believe yeah, i don't remember in the game they aren't they are not for anything story related or anything like that so in no it's probably a, it's a currency for some upgrade i'm sure it's it's a one-off uh game but I, I believe it's run by the guy who was the figurine uh, maker in wind waker so it okay. has something to do with that uh, collecting well, something well, well i i know that guy's in here so yeah we'll run into him later and see if he'll take our shells off of us yeah I'm i forget really the details about but the it's something like that yeah we do get the lily pad at some point which is cool mm -hmm. where you have to uh push yourself with the air and travel around yeah, and use wrap flood. around there uh yeah sort of using flood there Mm -hmm. uh and yeah so we can use the gus jar to go and get the boss key and all the other items that we have here you know you got your standard dungeon map compass boss key yeah the gus um, jar just allows us to uh pull mushrooms that we could not reach before to us mm -hmm. to yeet us across the room yeah and There's you have to be careful too because you can get thrown in you know you can, you can pull back too far and get in the water yeah. yeah, I like that. I do like that yeah. about it. You actually have to pay attention. Also, they don't punish you for falling in the water. They That's don't. The I was really surprised by that. Yeah, they will start um, you in the middle of a, a of a room where where the last time you touch dry land or something like that to help you out. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, also nice little marks on the ground, and then like uh, they stop usually around a good spot for like if you need to do a smaller jump somewhere. Yeah, there's there's, yeah. there's physical markers there, yeah. and Ezla is always good yelling at you. Yeah, good good sort of environmental clues on what you need to do here. Yeah. Uh this is a good dungeon overall. It was it was easy. Yeah. It but it had I think a good uh what we always talk about and what makes like a good dungeon is that you have a centralized area that you go to. We have that with like the barrel thing mm -hmm. that we come back to regularly that we can affect it in a different way. Uh you know, I did get lost for a second in here that I had to look at my map to look at an elevation mm -hmm. to be like Oh right, that's what I need to do. There's there's all these little hallmarks that you know Capcom very much was you know the people behind this were very much fans of the Zelda games, and so we're like we know what needs to be in a Zelda game, and we're gonna put those things in here. They've got some Nintendo planners, like we said. Uh, I don't know. I wonder if uh, Fujibayashi has a a bigger role in this one because he he was the director of Breath of the Wild. He planned, uh, did like the you know the design docs, the planning for. Uh, the Oracle game. So I wonder where what, where he is in this. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to check that out in the credits at the end of these ones. Also, Oracle games so, great dungeon. So uh, it makes sense mm -hmm. that this one have good dungeons going forward. Very much looking forward to more of this. So anything else to say before we get into the boss battle on here? Just that it's a really great boss battle. Yeah, I thought it was. Fun. <laughs> it is so. Yeah. So we get into there. We we open up the door. Then we get basically a little cutscene. Where a green chew is just hanging out, 
and jumps up inside of there uh, at the top of the temple thing that we are, which, you know, we, we see them from, you know, the the 100% perspective rather than like the 300% magnification that we're at, at right yeah. now. We're just in some and, like shrubs or something like the, the temple and the barrels and like a yeah. dense shrub. And so we go Shrubbery! into our battle area for the boss battle and we see just these green drippings come down. And then this huge chew jelly thing just plops down in front of us. I, and so what we were able to kill in just like two hits previously is now this giant boss battle completely changes the game. And it's just a really cool uh, fight. I mean, did yes. you, let's see. So Jess in BC, did you have any trouble figuring out what you were supposed to do in here? Mm, no. Nah. And I, oh, sorry, BC. No, by all means, uh, you first, Jess. So I like when they that that chew comes in or whatever and like the drop is I'm like oh this is gonna be a giant chew like I just know it and so like and then plop the giant chew comes down I'm like obviously like in you know traditional Zelda games you have to use your special you know like whatever tool that you got um uh you know in that dungeon or whatever I'm like okay so clearly I need to use it and so I started using it against him and then i noticed that the bottom portion you know was shrinking and he stomped me a couple of times but i didn't have to use all of the all of the hearts and the vases and the four corners so that was i was pretty proud of myself but yeah, yeah so um no it didn't take me very it didn't take me very long and then you know he the thing gets you know his base basically gets you know a lot smaller and then he flops over. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's sword time. I'm taking it down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel this like has, this has one something. of those good things with uh, with a lot of the Zelda games, especially with the 2D ones, where it's just like slash like crazy. Yeah. And I don't know why, but that always feels good to me. I love it. When he's like, he's yeah, yeah, weak yeah, 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 and yeah. you're just like, cha, 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 and it just feels good hitting it as opposed to being like, he exposes weak part, his weak spot. You slash at it once, and then he goes back to his animation. Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, and and then the uh, the 3D games, the you have your own attack animations and like a, a combo sequence mm -hmm. almost. So mm -hmm. right. And in, in the 2D ones, uh, combat is like combat and puzzle solving are one and the same. Like they they you use your sword to to also you know you know solve a room or whatever. So mm -hmm. you just you could just spam that thing it's great <laughs> bc anything to add no i same with jess as soon as i got in there i assumed i was gonna have to use the gust jar i thought it was gonna be a luigi's mansion situation where you had to suck up the <laughs> entire chew which would have been cool um but watching him get lopsided and flop over on his face was pretty entertaining <laughs> I know. I just like the idea that, you know, the we, we all know the chews are just like these dumb things that are just like, whatever's near me, I'm just going to move towards it. Like, right. they don't think about anything beyond that. Yeah, like so a little dopey face on. And... Yeah, we're fighting this other one where it just becomes so top heavy and it's just wobbling <laughs> back and forth and it just doesn't know what's going on. Right. And even when it plops down, you're just sort of like, it's just sitting there. It's not really reacting. No, and it just, just takes the beating. <laughs> It's funny. Yeah, they they do help you with the uh you can see the his base like blinking when you when you hit it with the gust jar. Mm -hmm. And it also helps that you we only have like two items at this point, you know. Unless you were switching back and forth from your gust uh jar to your shield, then 
maybe you would have missed it, but you should have already had your gust jar out like immediately when the fight begins. Uh, right. Like, right. It should have been too in your hand. For us to be, it's still too early for us to be doing it differently. Yeah, yeah. No. It's, there, I don't believe so, there is a way to do this one differently at all. We we beat him, and then we get... no. So, so this one was... I felt the order of things was a little different in this one because we beat him and then it just gives us the earth element. Yes. Then afterwards it gives us the heart thing where in a lot of games, it always feels like you beat the enemy. Then it gives you the heart. Then it says like you completed the thing. Congratulations. Here's that. Well, you, and then we're going to kick you back to the beginning. Yeah. Well then there's a portal and then a, a cutscene, and usually so. And yeah. then you're out of this there. one. It j- the, the ordering just felt a little odd to me. I don't know why it stood out, but it did. Mm-hmm. So that wraps up this episode. For our next episode, we're going to beat the next temple. Plain and simple. Easy peasy. Uh, we uh, we do have the ability to shrink down, and we can go into little crevices. Uh, so we're going to have some little detours that we're going to make on the way there. Go ahead and. Do some collecting. Maybe we'll find a new little side quest of collecting to do. Who knows? Brian and I know, but <laughs> Jess and BC don't. So go ahead and do that, and we'll talk about it here on Chat of the Wild. <laughs>